everybody. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it cracks me up. <laughs> really that is does. so funny. It cracks me uh, up. Man. Guys, welcome to the Valley Cast. Uh, My goodness. Steve, I don't know if we've talked about this with you uh, present, but Joe brought up something a couple weeks ago um, that was very interesting that I would like to do a follow-up on. And Let's go. it was um, about a DM that Joe received because oh, uh, the right. military, some folks in the military, enjoyed SourceFed so much that they, Steve, made a SourceFed, a military version of SourceFed. A taxpayer-funded SourceFed. Taxpayer funded sources. Like what that would be like? Or no, they who, made what it. roles? Oh, they in the military. They made it. Yeah. So, so it's they made a, source fed. And is it just internal or something? It's just internal for military people? There have been some leaks. I've come to Joe has Joe has there's been some Beretta leaks. And, Wait, uh, you found it? We can't show it, but why it can't we show property, it? Property of the US government. This is how aliens get Oh, hidden. but we're not allowed to see it. Is it meant for the military? Is that what you're saying? I think Joe can explain better than Joe. What well, the fuck? To... Don't feel like watching movies, so I'll watch people guess them instead. I don't know how it goes. I think it starts with your. I'd have to bring up this DM. Do you want me to, re to read? Basically, uh, this this young man reached out. He's like, "Hey, man." just was saying hello and then he informed me that uh his friend was in the military and his friend was responsible for creating a daily news program and they loved source fed so they modeled they it modeled after source fed and it got uh approved and they got to make multiple episodes and then at some point leadership changed and then it got unapproved because the one guy didn't like it but it, they they made it uh and where was that one guy what department was he in I don't remember. I thought you said Pentagon. That there was the pen someone at the something Pentagon like that. Yes, it went up. Anyways, wait, up, up to the point where it was like, like not like I'm sure it didn't matter. It was probably one of those. I don't know what that is. Don't do it. <laughs> Whoa. But, yeah, but and then we saw the episode, and the guy is very charismatic, and it's very source fedian, and he's wait. in military fatigues. But it's but it's not meant to be seen by the public, or we can watch it right now. Uh, I wouldn't watch it right now because I don't have the link. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, all right. That's also what Joe has to say. Um, Dude, that's it crazy. went all the way up. It went all the way up the chain of command. Dude. It went what? all the way to it went all the way to George W. H. W. Bush. Dude, I um, I just reconnected. He's still in command. Um, He's still in command secretly. Do you guys remember? Um, so we were we were reminiscing about the source fed days. When, while we play Fortnite with our friends and, uh, you know, a few of the people who play with us were a part of SourceFed. And so every once in a while it gets brought up and we talk about it and, uh, you know, <laughs> things we can't talk about on, on the Internet. But um, you guys remember a gentleman who worked with us named CJ? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Elliot, you remember CJ? This CJ, now look. CJ might have been after you left. No, he remembers CJ. You do remember CJ. Sweetheart, he was there. Okay. CJ was pretty early on in the in the old <laughs> source fed, uh, in and out of of interns and people that came and went very swiftly. Yep. CJ uh, is responsible for one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. 
You're talking about the crust. You're going to talk about the crust. Yeah, the crust. And then and then he and then he um, started playing Fortnite with us recently, and uh, and we got to talk to him, and he remembered the pizza crust and almost died laughing because I guess he had forgotten <laughs> for a hot minute. And we'll remind you with the pizza crust thing, Ellie. Do you remember the pizza crust thing? No, I'm okay, gonna need good. a, ref- a okay. crusty refresher, please. <laughs> okay, and then um, make it crusty, please. Please make it crusty. Make it crusty. And Keep then he was like, "Oh man, I'm surprised you guys remember the pizza crust thing and not the Starbucks thing." And Owen was with us, and Owen was like, "Oh my god, oh my god, I totally remember the Starbucks thing." Okay, so CJ was a little younger than us, and he's and uh, he um, the boy loved a snack. He lo- he the boy loved- who loved a snack is the my boy, favorite Harry know, Potter book. There are those of us who love a snack. And then there are those of us who are against snacking completely and just and there's no in between. There's no in between. <laughs> there's no gray area. It's very much either you love oh. snacks or you don't. <laughs> and, and CJ was in the. CJ loved it. CJ, I don't think I've known anyone to love snacks as much as CJ. Although I will say Mark Robb is a close second. Matt Robb's oh, brother. Interesting. Okay. Um, that boy <laughs> loves snacks. He he's taught a snack me- monster. He's just a guy who puts a lot of snacks in his mouth and loves it. Mark Robb taught me how to drink the cheesy Chex mix so that you don't oh, get your hands yeah, dirty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's <the> Cheetos too. <laughs> yeah. I, I, he was like, dude, you just got to drink it. And the thing is, is it's, you know, the weight ratio of a of a cheddar cheese. It, uh, it allows for a drinking for drinking it. Yeah, because it just the weight of it, because, you know, Cheetos, Cheetos are so they're so awkward. Each the shape is different. Isn't right. shape. Yeah. Mm, and yeah. And it doesn't boom. tumble as well as the cheesy cheese. It's just might get a longy, but you know, and then open. it. Yeah. Ah. Out, then you're and, all or over. an or an yep. uppy and then you're like ah, mm-hmm. you can't crunch down and then you're it. beaver damming and then you're beaver damming your mouth and, you're and once you beaver yeah. dam it's all you're over done. man you're, you're done. drowning in cheetos yeah and there's Chopsticks. a whole ecosystem in your body that will not be getting water that night <laughs> <laughs> those beavers so anyway okay so the the crust the crust story first i'll tell you the crust story and then i'll tell you guys the the starbucks story which might rival the pizza crust oh i love a, i love a crusty rival so elliot one day i walk into the like weird transition room at SourceFed where it was like everyone had to go through to get to the writer's room and then they would they but they'd fill it with like people in there who would like who were doing important work and shouldn't be bothered, but there was no way to get to the other side of the building without going through that area and bothering those people who were working. And one day CJ was in there alone and he had a giant Ziploc bag filled with pizza crusts. And next to it, next to that was an open (laughs) container of cupcake frosting. Do you remember this now? I'm I'm it's a vague vague memory but I I feel like yeah there's something's yeah <laughs> and he and 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 you saw this yeah and he was arguably digging. the worst person you would want to notice <laughs> know, your bag of crusts I know, I 
know? Because for me, it's like, you're never going to let that. I was never going to let that go. That's, well, you can't do that. You can't. And Steve is also, Steve, you are also, you know, to your credit, a very curious person. So curious. And looking for knowledge in your own so, way. You endlessly. were not going to walk away from CJ in that moment without asking at least 17 questions. Dude, because, you know, normal, certain normal people would just walk right through and be like, that was interesting. Or not even think about it. Or didn't even know. Or maybe most people wouldn't even notice. You were like a heat-seeking missile. Dude, I'm telling you, the weirdest shit just finds me. And it might be because of how keen I am. But we'll see. Who knows? That's yet to be seen. We'll see what happens when I get my PhD. That was all, like, so close to a beautiful poem or haiku. I don't know what that was. That was, like, <laughs> rhyming. I just, we were just fl- flowing. We were just flowing <laughs> yeah. with the words, dude. So, okay. Maybe it's because of how keen I am, but we'll Maybe see it is what it means when I am a PhD. <laughs> Little Michael Keaton over here. Little Michael Keaton. <laughs> I am keen to be seen. But, uh, so, uh, so CJ was dipping the pizza crusts in the, uh, frosting, in the frosting, the cupcake frosting container and eating that as a snack. And I asked him, why on earth would you be doing this? <laughs> <laughs> why sir cj what are you doing what is this i asked him in disgusted shock and he said to me and i quote the pizza crusts combined with the icing make the make the pizza crust taste like donuts food hack <laughs> and he said and i was like where did you uh you're saving those crusts. He's like, yeah, last night I got a large pizza. I settled down with some One Tree Hill and I ate my whole large pizza. <laughs> and I put every crust in a Ziploc bag because I knew the next day I was going to come to work and dip those crusts into the icing <laughs> and have a, and have donuts. <laughs> And I, it just blew my mind, dude. Cause look, man, I've certainly dipped a thing into a weird thing in my lifetime. Yeah. Wendy's mm. French fries into a frosty. Mm-hmm. Sure. Some would Classic. say is not as strange, but you know, unorthodox, certainly. I do grilled cheese and ketchup. Some people find that pretty disgusting. I love yeah. that. I love that. I love a grilled cheese dipped in ketchup. Mm-hmm. Not okay. every time, but I like it. Joe, you like any weird dipperies? Um, I used to do like potato chips and ketchup, but now yeah. I can't stand That's... ketchup. Really? Interesting. Yeah, Lost the taste happened. for ketchup. What happened? It's like it's weirdly gross to me now. Like it's too sweet. It's like weirdly. It is really sweet. Can like, you? When you're a kid. I'm not appreciating the science of it. Can you locate a t- when that happened? Do you think, or it's not really a, a specific? I think I, tri- I think I tripped and fell into spicy food the last like five years. So spicy I, I, I food's like, good. Yeah, I like a good yeah. spice. And you're right. Uh, ketchup wings. is like a sweet. It's like sweet for kids. So the kids will eat it, I guess. Ketchup, sweet for kids. <laughs> the, sweet the amount your... of forethought, being like, well, I'm, I know I'm going to want these crusts. Yeah. Like, is this a thing that he did regularly? So yes. this was. Yeah. So after that, yeah, we definitely asked every question that you should and uh, you should there, ask. There is a forethought there for sure, but I also think it was survival. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think CJ was living in LA with a very high paying job at that Certainly time. Not. <laughs> Certainly well, not. Well, no, he was at SourceFed job. <laughs> <laughs> and post discovery, which means yep. 
even more absolutely nothing changed (laughs) but uh but cj so i we were we were uh revisiting this story with cj and he was like dude it tastes like donuts i don't know what it is maybe it's the dough maybe it's i don't know i don't know In, in defense of cj though i will say he's basically created a middleman in the journey for a dish that the place he ordered the pizza from probably already serves like a lot of those pizza places are like yeah look guys we got stick dough we threw yep. some cinnamon on it and you can dip oh, it in yeah, this yum yeah, yum yeah. you dip yep. it in the frosting yeah so they do it anyways but for whatever reason cj probably for money saving reasons he's being very efficient with his cash uh just yep. did, did it himself it's dunkaroos <laughs> for giants <laughs> right (laughs) but but now he proclaims that um he's like a master snacker and um i love that and knows quite a bit about combining unorthodox things into tasting like a different thing into tasting like a thing you can get yeah. for for less effort <laughs> what? snack snack master okay. like just go taste get a alchemist <laughs> like donuts aren't that nice. expensive <laughs> he's a taste alchemist yeah he um, is a taste he's a flavor alchemist yeah taste and flavor alchemist but anyway so dude the starbucks story is like e- equally entertaining as wait the okay one. Now, if it's as entertaining as the crust one, I'm trying to think if I have any recollection yeah, of this, do you and I don't this? right now. So, Elliot, if you don't either, shall we make a uh, a, a prediction? There you go. Make a prediction. Shall we make a prediction? Th- what do you think CJ made with uh, – what, what could he possibly have done as a, a flavor alchemist? Flavor alchemist from Starbucks. With Starbucks. <laughs> so we have liquid, but we also have some solids from this establishment. Absolutely. I'm going to assume liquid, right? I've had... Okay. I have a guess. Okay. I have a guess. I think CJ ordered, like, an extra hefty side of, like, cream. For that's his what I was going to say. Okay. He wants yeah, cream, a pup, a but he wants it on the side. A, yeah, he wants so... more. He wants more. So he's like, okay, just, I need some cream. What's a I want puppuccino? Puppuccino is just they give you a for your dog and they give you just whipped cream. That's right. Oh, so I think it's not whipped cream. I think it's the actual cream that you put it into a coffee. I see. see. Oh, you're saying he takes the creamer. I think he ordered the creamer on the side. The creamer. And then got a crap ton of brown sugar and or uh, sugar packets. Put it in the cream, stirred it up and called it a a homeless milkshake. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so a homeless milkshake. I That's like very that. It's very creative. creative. Right <laughs> over the plate. <laughs> maybe, maybe more creative than what it ended up being. Damn it! <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say he orders a puppuccino um, as a base of whipped cream, and then uses that as keeps it in the ah. fridge because keeps it, it's a sealed thing. Yeah, and uses it throughout to dip his pizza crusts in. Damn it! That's better. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, it's up to CJ. Maybe, yeah, maybe he was experimenting with some new flavors, and he was like, "Maybe we'll see what happens." I'm gonna yeah. dip a hot dog into this Starbucks creamer. So it's one yeah. of these two things, or he would just eat the cups. Or he ate the whole. Yeah, he <laughs> ate it. <laughs> he, he he got a brand new Rah. big frappuccino oh. and just was eating it from the straw down. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um. No, he. Okay. So. Um. 
there was a, a point in time at SourceFed in the Discovery days when we would have these like meetings, like the Discovery people would come and it would be like an all hands meeting and everyone in the building would and they sit. would walk in and they'd sit in and then just like robots they'd go this is real this, <laughs> this is, is real. real this is real <laughs> only three of you are benefiting from this can you guess which <laughs> this three? is real this They're is up. real they are <laughs> but uh yeah so everybody would sit in that big room and um listen to discovery tell us things and uh well there was one of those meetings and it was specifically about like some kind of like healthier initiative where they gave us these like 53 cent little pedometers to put I remember on the our, pedometers. Remember yeah. the pedometer that said discovery on it. There was like a prize for the person that walked the that, most that had in the a, most in steps. a quarter. Yeah, and I think it was Will because he <laughs> exactly. walked everywhere. <clears throat> exactly. Drew um Drew says he put it in a, a bundle of socks and put it in the dryer. <laughs> Genius. Anyway, so we're all sitting there and we're hearing about how like, you know, hey, they, you know, more or less this job's pretty sedentary. And, it, and you know, a lot of people just sit at their desks all day. And so, you know, Discovery's trying to, you know, initiate you know, start an initiative to, to, to get everybody at the company to get, get more fit, you know, like it's like a, a, a corporate way of being like, let's be healthier. And so they gave everybody these little pedometer things and they were like, let's just be healthier. And whoever is the healthiest gets like a gift card to target or something. <laughs> it was like a $50 target gift card. If you were the one that walked the most, so it was like literally not worth it for anyone. Um, so we're talking about all this health shit and in comes CJ late to the meeting with the biggest Starbucks like <laughs> candy drink you've ever seen. And it had a Snickers bar sticking out of the top of it. <laughs> oh, fuck. This, this is the best Will Ferrell movie ever. And ZJ yeah. just comes like, like, kind of, just like zipping. <laughs> the only way it makes it better is if like he's coming in on one of those electric wheelchairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, you're gonna crush Audrey. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Yeah, he's zipping it while he's like. <laughs> Yeah, a fucking Snickers bar <laughs> inside of a giant liquid Snickers bar. He's living his best life, man. He's doing great. <sighs> he said, yeah, I was depressed. <laughs> like, no shit. Oh, boy. No shit. Anyway, mm. I thought that was so funny to uh, speak that of SourceFed. Very funny. The military. Uh, very version. funny. I ha well, one last point on SourceFed before we move on. Uh, the military thing is, it was just fascinating. Once I find the text, I'll send it to you, Steve. Please. But, um, it's really great. I, I had an, I also, it's weird that it came up today. I had a SourceFed um, nostalgic moment last night. I sat down, I was like, I need to watch something. I'm going to fall asleep. What do I want to watch falling asleep? So like, there was this Attack of the Show documentary. That just oh, came. Attack the Dock or Attack of the Attack, Dock or something? Attack of the Dock. Yeah, I haven't it's watched not, it yet. It's not great. 
like Chris Gore just kind of like did it by oh, himself. It's one but... of those Chris Gore ones. Okay, yeah. all right, I've seen those. It's it's fine, but it kind of just goes and talks about like this is what it was. This was the journey, and yeah. it was this magical time with no rules. Blah 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 blah. You wish you looked back. You wish you knew it when looking back how good it was. Blah blah blah. It felt like SourceFed. So it felt very like they much, were talking about SourceFed. Very yeah. much felt like they were talking about SourceFed. And then it was uh, interesting to remember like the dual tracks we were kind of running. But yeah. I think I think there's this world where SourceFed kind of filled a little niche for some Attack of the Showers, though, because when SourceFed was taking off, Attack of the Show in that version and in what it was was kind of Plummeting, like winding, yeah, wind, it was. winding down because and Olivia G4, left and Kevin left. At yeah, that time. and G4 was just like uh, like whatever that what was that show called? Most it got extreme. So, it got sold. And they uh, replaced it with the Esquire network, if you remember that. Right. And then that got shut down relatively quickly. This is a children's drink. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, it was like, oh yeah, there was this like no rules yep. uh, aspect of like creativity and then just, you know, sandbox playtime at Attack of the Show, but also source fed. Yeah, Dude, that's uh, the, I think the um the compensation the the real compensation was the literally the friends. <laughs> the friendships it was it was. I still have amazing friendships from from that place like will haynes and i became friends because of source fed you know all of us met because of source fed like we would not have met each other mm -hmm. uh, but will will hit me up and the other day and was like i think we met shit hang on let me see he said we met like eight years ago today or something and that was like that blew my mind we met 10 years ago this year he said on wednesday and I was like, that's crazy. I wonder what month that was. And he was like, it was Norg's barbecue. Do you guys remember that barbecue? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The backyard, backyard football that barbecue. Backyard football yeah. barbecue where I met Will for the first time. And Will will never let me live down or forget the first thing I asked him. Oh, no. Dude. <laughs> were you like, have you seen CJ's? crusts yeah <laughs> <laughs> or no, was it I something said, that was it what did what did well did what you say it? you said well you i said knew something. well i'd seen will around the office you know like he had started working there and i think he was in he was like working with the for human people's team for like a little bit and then he popped out of there and was, was like, like kind of yeah, he was like, like intern slapped in the slapped with a memory that he Do forgot about more human people's no, yeah. I just remember oh, I for human phrase people. for human people. <laughs> yeah, <Whoa>. Exactly. <laughs> Haven't thought of those words in a while. No. You got to remember that when we started, for human people <clears throat> took up like 90% of the actual the business. Yeah. space in the office. <laughs> and the <Yeah>. business. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, like, um, so I'd seen him around the office but and I'd met him, I guess, but I'd never talked to him. So he, we were like standing in like a, like a little circle and Will comes over and we all start. We're all talking, and Will's just kind of listening and being quiet. And 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 I, there was a lull in the in the, in the conversation. And I guess I asked him. I just turned to him in the silence and asked, "Do black people read Mad Magazine?" Yeah. <laughs> and, and he was like, <laughs> yeah, I could. I would have bet a lot of money. I mean, Joe, would you have bet a lot of money that it was going to have the word black in it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. But he loves it. He loves it to this day and says, I think that's when I knew that we were going to be friends when you asked me that. 
The only thing that I think would have been made it better is if Will was a white person and you asked if a white person <laughs> if black. Hey, do you think black do people black... read Mad Magazine? Hey, silent kid. Do black people read? Did, hey, did Stephen it, did... Subdick, the whitest guy I know. <laughs> what do you think do the percentage people... of white people reading Mad Magazine to like other ethnicities is? But yeah, but but fucking ten years, dude. Like ten years ago. That that must have been like right when we were starting, right? Like around that time. Like, well, he was saying that was summertime. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you gotta remember last year so that, we had we had this conversation of like, you guys know it's been ten years since SourceFed, which right. was two thousand twelve. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. It's so strange to think about. 15, 14, 15, 2012. Yeah, two thousand twelve. Right. Yeah, yeah. Beginning of two thousand twelve. Yeah. <laughs> January sixth or something like that. Yep. It was I like remember. Right on the dot. Like the months leading to 2012, like still like going over to that office and like negotiating and meeting everybody and 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 the the feverish tests to make the show what it was, like just trying every day to like make it work or whatever in the editing room or in that white. Oh, just room. figuring out a process. Right, it, like it was figuring it out a process in the real time. Yeah, for sure. Yep. All leading up to the to the 2012 uh, launch, but anyway. Um, but yeah, man, it blew my mind to think about like how I met Will. And then, and then I think after that barbecue, I was like, Will's cool, man. Cause we like hung out the whole rest of that barbecue and we were like joking around and laughing and shit. And then, um, one day, like a few weeks after that, I was just walking around the mall and I was in like the H and M and I saw Will like just kind of wandering around alone in there. And I was also alone and I went over to him and I was like, Will, and he's like, Steve, and then we like hung out at the mall like for a, like a a bunch of hours and then it was like that's when i knew that we were going to be like close friends like we really like connected in that like moment at the mall and then that's when the friendship kind of like took off from there Aww. but it was isn't that crazy that was mm -hmm. 10 years ago it's just, crazy that you can just make up that bullshit story i know i know like, because the real story capitalize. is awful uh, yeah, the whole I was there for the real story, and it was equally disgusting. You should have heard the first to... twenty-seven questions I it asked. Him. Yeah, yeah, you cut that out. <laughs> it was so bad. Anyway, so Zelda, huh? Hey guys, you know who's a really important member of our team? Huh? It's Kevin. Yeah. He works, he works tirelessly behind the scenes. He squeezes us in when he can. He makes sure that you guys get the hottest, freshest podcast in the world. You know, it's important that every person, moment, and penny counts in your business. You can't afford to take any of them for granted, mm -hmm. even Kevin and especially Kevin Plackey. Mm -hmm. Stamps.com gets it because for the last 25 years, they've been helping businesses like yours and ours save time and money. So you can focus on your business knowing Stamps.com has all your postage needs covered with premium discounts and great rates. That's right. It makes life better for you and your business. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. It's like having a post office, but like in your office. Mm, with Stamps.com, you, you, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe you wouldn't it. Believe it. I barely With believe it. Stamps.com, all you need is a computer and a printer. They even send you a free scale so you'll have everything you need to get started. Isn't that convenient? Because how often do you want to print something and you don't know how much it weighs, so therefore you don't know how much it costs? Well, guess what? Name one other business that will send you a free scale. Name one. Name one. Name one. In fact, if you need a package pickup, you can easily schedule it through your Stamps.com dashboard, too. And if you sell products online, as we are wont to do, Stamps.com seamlessly connects with every major marketplace and shopping cart. That one didn't go out as smoothly as I wanted it to. Can you believe it? <laughs> 
Premium <laughs> discounts as well. Running a business isn't cheap, especially when it comes to fulfilling orders for your customers. Luckily, Stamps.com has huge carrier discounts and up to 84% off USPS and UPS rates. Can you imagine? Name one other place that you can get 84% off. Name I couldn't. one. I couldn't. You wouldn't believe it. Plus, Stamps.com automatically tells you your cheapest and fastest shipping options. For 25 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Can you imagine that many businesses? Name one other business. Get access to the USPS and UPS services you need right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Set your business up for success when you get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code VALLEYCAST for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code VALLEYCAST. Get a four-week trial free postage and a digital scale at www.stamps.com slash VALLEYCAST. Thank Ooh. you to Stamps.com for sponsoring this episode of the VALLEYCAST, and we'll see you next time. Steve? Just try to just try and name a million other podcasts. Try and name a podcast. Think of a podcast. Try to name a million other businesses. Guys, you, you know, Elliot, I, I was thinking while you were saying that, I was yeah, thinking about thinking? how we all have interesting parts about ourselves that not everyone gets to see. Correct. Didn't you know that? <laughs> kind of like what you keep in your underwear drawer. You keep anything other than underwear in there? Yes. That's where my yeah. bullets are. Uh, guys, did you know that uh, MeUndies... <laughs> what? What? Don't what? have a gun. Love it's, it's, bullets. I don't Love have a gun. I don't have a gun. But I do have bullets just in case. Guys. Throw them at them. MeUndies is a celebration of what makes you who you are underneath it all. Ain't that right? And they know comfort better than anyone. And I can say this from experience. I'm wearing them right now and nothing Me else. Me too. From undies and socks to bold apparel like onesies and dog hoodies. How about that? How cute would your pupper look in some of these styles? There we go. It's a good butt, Joe. Christmas. That's evening. lewd. We got some here. You're wearing the, uh, I got boxer briefs. That doesn't look like boxer briefs. It's like the in-betweenies. In yeah, in-betweenies. I haven't tried those. Uh, it's some of my favorite patterns right now. I'm wearing donuts. I got donuts on my undies. Mm. I always go basic myself. Basic. I love the weird Wait, ones. Right, do your undies have? Are they actually uh, pizza crusts dipped in, <laughs> in, in <laughs> icing? Frosting? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guys, MeUndies has transformed the underwear game, and now they're entering uh, the swimwear era. What the fuck? That's right. Ultra chlorine resistant, UPF 50 plus for extra sun protection, and sustainably sourced and imported under fair working conditions. Great job, MeUndies. Elliot laughs, but I'm like legitimately blown away. I'm a little kind of want them. Real I bad. know. I want them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and look, guys, you can get more than just. That was a sincere just... WTF. You can get more than just junk in your mailbox with a MeUndies membership. You choose a new pair of undies, socks, or a bralette each month to grow your collection. You'll also save up to 30% on all the MeUndies snuggly softness you can handle. Plus, you'll get early access to special deals and new products. So, to get 25% off your first order, plus free shipping, visit MeUndies.com valley. And remember, if you're not satisfied with your purchase, it's on me undies, okay? That's twenty-five percent off your first order at meundies.com slash valley. I love me undies. Also sincere. Me too, man. I, me too. Yeah. Sincerely. I never never want it to end. Sincerely, Steve. 
Steve's we wrong did about it. what he's about to say by AI. Steve's wrong about what he's about to say by AI. Steve is wrong about what he's about to say. About AI. <laughs> We're all gonna die. We're all gonna die. We're all gonna, gonna, gonna die. We're gonna die. We're gonna die. Slash Valley. Fine. AI is gonna kill us, and we're all gonna die. Is that what you want? You guys talk already a bunch about it. Yeah, Joe, are you in it? Yeah, I mean, you didn't like it. Well, no, 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 no. It's not that I didn't like it. It's that I didn't have the mental capacity to mm -hmm. uh, to jump in and totally enjoy it and be able to. Uh, it's a daunting yeah. task. Yeah, it's very daunting. But then I had a three day weekend, and I'm in. <laughs> Dude, I'm dangerously right? close to uh, not like you know this happens where like a brand new game comes out like this happened to me with elden ring like elden ring came out and i had never played any of the from soft games uh, or, or you know dark souls any of that shit and i jumped in and i was like oh shit this is really difficult and fucking badass and cool and i fell in love with that game but then i stopped like you know other things get in the way of life it. yeah life and even things that like you know, could have been time to play Elden Ring, but you chose to do like a different thing instead. Mm -hmm. Even though you really want to play it, I'm starting to get close to that with Zelda because I just can't. I know that the second I pick up that controller, like hours are going to just breeze the fuck by. They do. And yeah. I'm conscious of that. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to lose so much time. Like, I Dude. really need to have the perfect amount of time to play this game. And so I keep putting it off. But, man, do I fucking love it, man. I think I've put about, like, maybe six hours into the game. Yeah, you might want to get COVID. If you get COVID and you're stuck in Dude. your place for a week, then you'll just zell it. I know. I know. The three-day weekend is a, is good. Like, you know, I think a lot of people are going to catch up on Zelda this weekend. But now, I'm in, I'm in Elliot. Like, I have I have defeated a, a Sky Demon. Like, I've went in. Whoa, I've, I've how many in. hours have you put in? I just played a lot yesterday. But I've, I've Damn, beat, like, I the, one of the, like, the regional bosses already. Yep. And Damn, I haven't even got, touched that. I've done four I, of them. I Damn. will say it's enjoyable. I love it. It's just like the last one. You it's can Breath get of the Wild. It. Yeah, it's just Breath of the Wild again. Uh, even with the three day weekend, the, the guilt still sits. I'm like, God, I, I could have done. I could have done so, <laughs> so many other things. Because it suck your time like crazy. Oh, God, I could have like I could have done taxes <laughs> for next year. It is where does my that, adult brain is. Does right? that mean we're like too old for it now? Or does yeah. that mean that we're, we're just like we're starting to prioritize Different. Here's the thing. He, our minds are fucked because of our little like devices that we hold I all know, the time. I know. I would have probably wasted just enough as much time Ex like exactly. in increments on this dumb exactly. thing. Exactly. That's what like, I'm saying. Like that's what happened to me with Elden Ring. It was like I really wanted to play Elden Ring, but my phone is right here with all this cool shit in it also. <laughs> And Which is just as big of a waste of time. It's such, dude, totally. That's a what I'm saying. Like, it's time. it's so weird how it's like, I could have the time. I do have the time. And I'm, like, really at a point in my life, like, existentially, if we, if we want to get a little existential real quick, um, where I'm like, let's just do as much fun. Like, obviously, the hard stuff and the stuff that sucks is there. And, you know, got to do what you got to do to survive. But like fun, like having fun and making the most out of like these these days of our lives, like is kind of like a top priority for me. And it's like I'd love to just like sit and play Zelda all day. And I think I can. And I and I've earned that, I think, you know, in a lot of ways. And so the guilt part is like weighing 
while I while I suffer through like, can I just waste six hours on this game right now? It's all I want. It's all I want, but it feels so guilty. <laughs> it feels so guilty. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's about it. That's pretty much sums it up. Yeah, but Elliot, gotta, as somebody that has put through the guilt. Elliot, as somebody that has put in twenty three hours at least so far, how do you feel? Great. I love it. Every moment of it. But I do <laughs> I I use um, my wife to gauge whether or not I need to stop effing playing for yeah, a little while. I know. And um, I can hear in the tone of the voice. Yeah. Like, you still uh, playing? Uh, <laughs> and like before still playing? Are you doing that? Are you playing your video games? Oh, like you're still say? doing your video game. And, uh, <laughs> and then um yeah, and then she'll like I was walking out of the house earlier to come do this podcast, and I had a few minutes, and she saw me carrying the switch in my hand, and I did try to like mildly hide it, but she's a, she's a, speaking of keen, she's a very keen person, and she was like, "You gonna play your video game before you podcast?" And I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "But I already did my lecture. I listened to most of my lecture, so I can and I did probably... the chores, I did yeah. my dishes." I did yeah, the dishes. I, I hadn't listened to most of the lecture. I listened to part of the lecture. And I, I was like, why did I lie a little bit? Like, I did lie. I was like, oh, I did most of the lecture. And she was like, good for you. She's like, have fun. And I was like, oh, I probably didn't need to. I don't know Dude, why I'm lying to you. You know what's funny is like, I get that feeling like, you know, obviously it's like, it's, <laughs> there's a, it, there's a balance right that's like so when you funny. when you have a bunch of responsibilities like there is a balance that that sh mm -hmm. that's appropriate and healthy and all of those things but like you know it, it, it always bums me out like in superhero movies when like the the superhero is like in a long-term relationship and the, all they want to do is like go be a superhero and go like have like do superhero shit but the person that is like close to them that isn't a superhero is like you have to be a person and stop being a superhero all the time and it's like you know those lessons keep happening over and over again in movies where it's like you can't just go be a superhero all day you have to like be you have responsibilities it always bums me out because it's like, fuck you. Why can't you be a superhero all day? Why can't you play Zelda all fucking day? Guilt. Uh, Shame. The, the, the game is the so freaking immersive that you I, I know that I've been playing something a little bit too much or I've been immersed in it too much based on like if I have a moment in real life. Like, for example, when I'll play... Uh, uh, RPGs that are very important with your save point. Like I'll at some point during the day I'll go, God, I, can I go back to my save point? Like in my life, I'm yep. like, fuck, I, I've been playing I'll see too a much. Stick. I'll be like, I can weld the, I'll, I, I can weld the, I can fuse that shit. That's what, dude. That's what happened to me today. In this specific Zelda, <laughs> there is a, uh, there's a pine cone mechanic that is very important, like annoyingly very important at times. No spoilers. And, uh, I was walking to go feed my neighbors, uh, our friends' cats. They're out of town. They're like, will you feed our cats? I was like, great. So I got up early and I went a little walk by myself this morning. And as I was walking down the sidewalk, I see a pine cone. A pine cone. It's like a perfect, like, like this is like in a children's book pine cone. And I saw it and I immediately thought, I got to pick I gotta that up. I got to get that. I got to collect gotta, that. I got to pick that up so I can throw it in a fire so I can go yep. high. I need to I'm go fine. high. I need to wind from the fire to make me go up. I had that thought. You don't Didn't have, have Rivali's Gale anymore. Yeah. Did not have my satchel with me, though. But, you know, it's yeah. very, like... I know. Yeah, that sucks. It, it is a <laughs> it little happens. It happens. rare, 
when that these games come around you know like it's not like every year there's a game like this where you're like if spending every minute of your day on it or whatever like you know it's kind of rare right like especially Zelda games yeah, yeah so so like intimately connected to your nostalgia exactly, exactly. as well so. i think and we can't like, help I, it on the know? way back from santa barbara i was driving and i looked to the left on the highway and there was a bunch of large boards and pieces of wood and wow. i had the same thought that you did joe where i was like <laughs> and i turned to grace and i said baby see that shit right there if this was zelda i could put it all together and make, make a wagon a little, make a little wagon i was like i could do this and she was like that's great baby and i was like don't do that <laughs> Don't placate me. Don't play. Do. That's let me tell you about my video game and take it seriously. See, but now only certain games can do this like real life change to you. Because imagine if like you were totally immersed in like in Mario, and then you went to a pet shop and punched a fucking turtle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I, I hate I, that. I was playing Mario. I'm so sorry. Uh, I gotta so, be quiet sorry. coming in. There's an animal. I'm gonna go tippy toes. <laughs> so I don't scare it. Crouch down. <laughs> I'm gonna be real quiet dude but it is such a beautiful game and uh man they really knocked it out of the park like even if it is like kind of a reskinned breath of the wild with like with some new gameplay features that are that kind of change everything um i'm i'm in i love it i can't My, uh... dude i'm so i just got to hyrule like i was in the sky for like a yeah. long time yeah that part's that's not a great opening uh it's not there's a tutorial. hump that you got to get over in that little tutorial it's just the area. tutorial it's the tutorial um, zone my friend john was saying you guys know the uh they, they added a mechanic in this game uh where you can go up through the ceiling i forget what it's called dude i love it so much it's it was so like it's a, a game changer <laughs> but it was it wasn't like originally in the game apparently like the the developers made it so that like while they were developing the game and like changing things and like make, oh they could get they around. used it for themselves so they could get around and they were like you know what let's just put it in the game Dude, and then I they put it in the fucking game. I'm wow. glad they did that because even though there is like a, a more tedious way to like get up to high places, like using the like uh, stick together function or whatever, it's better that they're that they have a quick one too. Yeah, because people just I know people don't have patience for this game. Like it really requires patience, don't you think? Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. much grinding. I, I, I had to so get over much, the patience yeah. hump to even, like I said, Elliot, when yeah. we were talking. You can't rush through this game. It's it's just daunting. Like it is. You have there's to like get over moment. this. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a moment when it clicks, uh, or at least it did for me, where I was like, okay, I was like, this is all the hype and all the waiting and all the excitement. I was like, this is worth it. This is exactly what I, I was know. Hoping for. I and know. It's like, I can't describe it, but I go, oop, it like settles well, in. You go, all right, I guess I'm going to go explore this giant dude, world. Th yeah, <laughs> I think it happens when you're done with the tutorial, right? Like you get to, yeah. the, to the Hyrule Plains or whatever, and you're like, dude, this is the biggest. It's like such an open world game. You can like take your time in every aspect. And like you almost want to, you you want to. Like for me, I want to. I want to like, like I did... Um, explore the the um city where's the city with like the big hot air balloon is that just what camp is that like the one oh, where i don't remember names it's the one <laughs> but you know what i'm talking about it's like the, yeah, the, first, the first like one. town yeah. you oh, get to look lookout landing there it is with so, the hot guys the, i know the, the I professor know. Dude, does not need to be that hot dude, what's going on and here's what's the going thing, on man. when i saw the professor, that with the little, she's 
Do that little whippy thing. Where dude, doing... uh-huh. I, dude, but Oof. all the Zelda games are horny. You know this. Horny. horny. Not as horny no, no. as that dog. That professor I know, is the but horniest remember, it's ever been. But have you, got, have you gotten to any fountain fairies no, yet? The, not yet. Well, no, I can't. Are there? Uh, yeah, there okay. are. And it's a different thing, though, than it is in Breath of the Wild. But oh. it's one thing for Zelda to be a horny game. That is a different thing to be horny as a result of Zelda. And that girl, that woman. That professor. Dude, you know, the fairies didn't profess- make you horny yeah. in, in Breath of the Wild? Um, not really, but Little I scary. appreciated the horniness. Yeah, they're, they're definitely scary, but you get to uh, a point where you're not like. to the level of. of- not of this professor, not Professor Hot so, and stuff. Okay, well, for me, with Breath of the Wild, it was like you got to so many of the fairy fountains. It felt like this was your girlfriend you were gonna you were visiting, like to say <laughs> hi to, you know, because I'm like so in the yeah. game and I'm Link while I'm playing, and like they come out and they're just having orgasms and they're horny as fuck the second <laughs> they come yeah. out, and I'm just like, as Link, you're like, fuck it, let's just have some fun, let's have some fun with this giant horny fairy you know because why not they're like implying that they that they're all horny and then you meet the people in town remember when link dresses up like a like a a, a lady gerudo in yeah. gerudo yeah in, in the sand area or whatever like and everyone's like oh everyone's horny as fuck for link when that happens <laughs> yeah yeah and he, then, well, he looks hot he looks really good in that outfit. yeah uh, there's like some horniness all across the but Zelda i games. think they straight up created this character they were, like, they, yeah. they, no, I think they were like, we want this character to be the most cosplayed character at the next con, and I guarantee it will be. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Dude, my first thought when I saw that woman in the new game was, I'm going to see so much Rule 34 dirty stuff yeah. with this character. Like, people have already, like, I bet, in fact, here, I'm going to do, I'm going to do it right now. What's her name? Let's uh, see. I'm uh, telling you, uh, no names. No Pura. names are sticking. Pura, Pura, yeah. Um, do you remember in Breath of the Wild the really creepy because of of mistranslation? There was a side quest that was really, really pedophilic. And gross. no, well, which one? It's this. It's called Message in a Bottle from Breath of the Wild, and it's it was Breath about of the Wild. a a girl, a little girl who is from Zora near the Zora village, who's communicating with a lover of hers uh and it and she's sending messages down the bottle and link's job is to follow the bottle to be the to, to find the lover all the way to find the lover and it turns out it's a grown man <gasps> so it's and, like catfishing yeah and but then they get like married and there are some i don't know how i don't oh, think i no. actually finished that because i got uh caught but i read about it and it's all because in the translation uh, from the the I guess Japanese version to the American version, they mess up some of the translations. And one of the things that they mess up is they make this a more like erotic. Uh, no thing way! It was in the uh, the Dude, original. There's yeah, just horniness in these Zelda games, man. They're the, it's just there. in the American translations. Yep, <laughs> maybe, huh? <laughs> just one guy. It's just been you know it's it's been a while. I got some things on my mind. <laughs> look, what I, look what I found just by typing in her name and rule 34. Oh, boy. Pages right, and well, pages. Let's take that off. Pages and pages. Kevin. Not even. Kevin. Kevin. Uh, Mar- Mark, whatever time code this is. <laughs> oh, also, we blew past the ads, so we should probably do that afterward. Oh, we'll just stick them okay. in somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, yeah. Uh, yeah, but she doesn't. She looks. See, that ruins it because it does ruin her it. it does when ruin she's it. yeah she's hotter when she's not 
Yeah. It's hotter because it's implied. It ruins the whole aesthetic. There's yeah, the an whole... implication that it's if, the implication. If, if there was no Zelda, Link and Pura would be like, getting it on. Have we ever seen Link and Zelda kiss? Are we just assuming they're into each other? We've seen them kiss. Have we? I think it's him and Mifa. I thought him and Mifa were the ones Let's that were see. really in love. Like Mifa, if you read her diary, is very... And I'm now discovering that I may know too much. I may Look, be you mean the little girl that hangs out with Pura? Yeah, that's another one where it's a little weird, but I think Mifa was like in love with Link or something. No, no, not the little girl. Mifa is the Zora girl. There's a statue of her. Yeah, mm. I don't know. I, 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 when I was watching mm. this video, it's like, I think we're always assuming that they're together, but maybe he's just like a right-hand man. Uh, what game does Zelda kiss Link? The Adventure of Link, which is Zelda 2, hero and heroine. At the end of the game, Link saves Zelda, the curtain falls, and they move toward each other and embrace. A kiss is almost definitely implied. <laughs> <laughs> still, still no kiss. Yeah. Does Zelda have romantic feelings for Link is a question on Google. Zelda has feelings for Link, and their relationship is rooted deeply in childhood. Forget that the Minish Cap was once the series' origin point. Its most interesting feature is developing a romance between Link and Zelda long before Skyward Sword. Hmm. I just forget. I don't know. I just say that. Uh, but also, the under my understanding is that Link and Zelda are both repeatedly reincarnated and so yeah they, while they are thinking so there might be versions that are in love and versions that ah, are not more parallel platonic. parallel universe versions of them hmm. who knows though i don't know i'm sure other people know and i don't know i just don't know it's just a fun game i just like playing it it's a big old open world and there's I mean, a lot of fish in that scene yeah there's definitely i'm gonna put this fan there. and i'm gonna put this rocket on the fan but it I'm almost Oh, I know, right? You're doing the like, Ooh. yeah, you're you're not re the story is like secondary note for future uh, iterations of game. It would be pretty fun to have like a mass effect, like depending on how you court certain characters in the game. That's how who you could like, quote unquote, <laughs> end up with. Like it could be a Goron. It could be I see it heading it that way. Yeah, because it is already kind of like, um, you know, choose your own adventure style in a way. Be very cool. I've hit the part in the game where I have to. I had to leave because I can't beat it. I'm not a good enough gamer. Dude, I'm worried about when part. that happens. Yeah, um, it's post. It's post <laughs> the four. Uh, the four people that you have to help. You've played you, a lot. Yeah. Oh, do you the, use... Actually, those are really quick to get through. Once you get to the other ones, you start realizing pretty quickly that they're they're actually a little easier than you might expect. Do and you? I won't um, spoil anything after that. Do you use the motion controls? No, I don't think you do use them as much. I mean, you kind of like with the arrows and stuff like a little when you shoot both. arrows and when you use. Yeah, I don't like it. I like it more than Breath of the Wild when you would have the one where it's like you have to fully. I know, like, I know. Twist. I hope they don't do more of that in this one. Mm. Do you guys watch Succession? Do you guys watch no, I, I think I'm done up. with that show. Oh, really? Just hmm. ended. Well, Everyone I watched can... all of it until this new season. I haven't watched any of the new this final season. Oh, you got to just finish it off. You put I so know, much time but into I, it. My thing is, is like what keeps happening in that show is like these deplorable people keep like freaking out about losing everything they have, even though no matter what they lose, they'll still be like super rich and fine. 
Like, there's no consequence. Like, I feel like there's no consequences, like true you're, consequences. But I think you're describing the whole point of the show. But it's like, I got sick of are... that. I got kind of sick of that. Cause I was like, if there's no stakes and there's no consequences, then what's the point of even watching this show? I guess well, it's all about the Schadenfreude. Yeah, it's kind yeah, of just watching. Well, it's the it's literally the 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 um, which is what happened with Game of Thrones eventually, which is the like soap opera. It's like about the you know, soap opera and not anything else. What I'm what's coming up for me now, Steve, is a memory from the Star Wars prequels, or maybe it was the sequel sequels, in which uh, Luke Skywalker says, um, "Amazing, every word of what you just said is wrong." Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you you feel like you you love Every succession. Word. You love I it. I love it. Uh, yeah. I love it. But you don't agree with that, huh? You don't agree that there's no stakes for any it's of these like, people. It's like I agree with it, but I, that's what I think is. I think it's good for people to see how manipulated the masses are by such a small group of people. Yeah. It is unfortunate though. You do end up liking many of them, but that's what um, I'm saying. Like, it kind of like did what Breaking Bad did in a way, which was like you start, yes. you fall in love with the anti-hero, and then you like start to love all the like real fucked up shit they do, and then you're like, why you don't? But you don't critically think beyond that. You just like enjoy watching horrible people do horrible things, and it's like, what happened? Really? There's probably a good emotional payoff, I'm guessing. I'm just so bored with rich people not getting like. Well, get used to it because it's never going to change, and it's the life. I know. It's like I don't want to watch that if we're already like suffering it. (laughs) You know. (laughs) I love it, and I think they worked hard for their money. (laughs) There's zero nepotism. There's zero. Uh It's it's all earned money. Are, are you guys of the mindset that AI is going to? Uh... Yeah, <laughs> I am. Kay. Because the the AI stuff that like regular people have access to is already like incredible. So I can't even imagine what money has access to. That's the scary shit. I love I Steve. Steve is Steve is one of those barometers for me that I point to. When I go, this is where it's going. Because Steve, like many of my other Steve-esque friends, if we had a conversation about AI six months ago, was like, it's fine, it's cool, it's a tool, it's not that big of a deal, art. And now everybody that was like that and was kind of like, it's kind of a cool, fascinating thing. It's like, we're fucked. I still feel that way. Peter Rollins, the philosopher, was like six months ago, was like, hey, it's nothing to worry about. It's just a da-da-da-da-da. And now he's like, oh, it's going to kill us. Well, I'm not saying it's going to kill us, but I'm saying that. Yeah, in the hands of the wrong people. We'll still adapt. We'll still adapt as a species because we've adapted through worse shit, for sure. Um but it's the t- it's the 1% that'll be able to adapt real well. <laughs> yeah, I mean like I, I, I well certainly, yeah, I mean always, right? But I think that um you know, obviously it, it's there will be a huge wave of like it'll shake up the creative world, it'll shake up the um the art world. But um I don't see it I see it being like terrifying and like whoa. But I, I, I'm not worried about us not surviving it. Oh, it doesn't have to be an end of the world type thing, but it is going no. to change everything. Yeah. But and we are. Funny. But I think it'll change everything the way the Internet changed everything, which was like 
huge and and it happened really fast but like people learn to utilize it in a way to like survive you know like we just kind of wrap ourselves around it and symbiotically manipulate it um i'm asking it now if it can give me some quotes from steve zaragoza i'm curious if it's um (laughs) yeah what are those famous steve quotes (laughs) i'd love that let's hear it okay Uh, do black people read mac mad magazine um, it only goes to five quotes, so I'm pretty sure that would be number six. So this is some popular <laughs> quotes. I can offer you some popular quotes from Steve Zaragoza. Is this Chad GPT? It is. A comedian, actor, and internet personality known for his work on platforms like YouTube. Here are oh, a few general job. quotes. There's some general quotes that are attributed to him. Life is too short to take yourself too seriously. <laughs> wow, Couldn't that's cook. fucking brilliant. <laughs> I love it did the same thing Damn, with me where it's like brilliant. it's like don't it's like the life you know meaning is the little things not the big things or whatever uh, don't sweat the small uh, things oh here's a good one laughter is the best medicine especially Dude, when good. life gets tough Damn, yeah that's really good that's a famous steve zaragoza quote if it, ever i heard is one. that something that i said that it's just pulling from a video or something yeah i don't know why it does it's like these generic quotes probably, that just goes yeah because people really please want... note these quotes may not be directly from Steve Zaragoza, but rather <laughs> reflective of his general philosophy or sentiment. Totally, that's exact. I'm so philosophical about shit like that right now. <laughs> Remember, every failure is just a stepping stone to success. Steve Zaragoza. I think we'll be dead by the time it would seriously affect our jobs. No, I don't think so at all. I think you're dead wrong. It's going to go for the creatives first. That's where we were all wrong. I think yep. that's true for sure. It's already happening with voice actors. And totally. It's with writers. Totally. But I think it's not perfect yet still. I think there you still need human connection and you yeah. still need like uh, a human facade. I don't think a lot of people yeah. are going to want to watch yeah. like AI creators. That's what I'm saying. There's going to be a but, big movement of human like. But that's personality stuff, Steve. We're yeah. like, th- that's the reason the strikes are happening right now. Like eventually. Right. AI will replace too many writers and it will replace too many yeah. like foundational creatives. And that's, yeah. it's going to start yeah, taking jobs in that realm, not just create in the creative world, but every world a little bit. And then that's, so that's the, di- yeah, thank you. That's the difference between, I think the internet upheaval and this upheaval is that the internet, I think helped create jobs. Yeah. This is going to potentially, unless there becomes some kind of like limitation on a governmental level, societal level, it's going to eradicate jobs. Well, I was telling no bueno. I mean, again, like we've seen technology eradicate jobs before. Like it's not new. Like we've seen the advancement of robotics completely obliterate jobs. We've seen the advancement of the internet obliterate jobs. This isn't the first time we've seen a thing that could potentially change the landscape of the workforce. So that's not like it's not it's not as scary and and catastrophizing or what's the version of that word I'm looking for. But what Um, I'm trying what I'm trying to say is, is that I think that like, um, you know, like like, helicopter, what I was telling AI source fed Zelda. That's what we talk about. <laughs> what I was telling my friends, uh, the, the, the Trinity, the Holy Trinity of uh, Valley uh, Cast topics. Like I saw, I saw an editing. I saw a video that was edited by AI recently that a friend of mine had access to, 
that um, just like read through like a giant video file and cut like a social media clip out of that. And it was like really good. And I'm like, wow, man, like really soon, like Twitch streamers and like YouTubers are going to just like use AI to edit all their videos. And there goes all those editors that make way under what they're worth to, to, you know, to edit. And we were talking about that. And I was saying, I think that we're on such the cusp of like a studio and, um, uh, uh, consumer AI usage that you could probably, if your job is like at stake because of AI, you could dive into AI, learn everything there is to learn about a specific, your specific aspect of why AI is ruining your art or whatever, learn everything about it, how to use it, how to get really good at it, and then go to like studios or companies and say, I'm your AI guy. I will run your AI and make your AI do everything you want for you. But if you do that, you better dress like a fucking robot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm AI. Yep. I that's am your saying. AI guy. Like, I'm not saying this is a solution. I'm saying that this is an an option, right? No, I see what you're saying. Look, like, I think like you're operating. The, right? Like you take, look at AI, to zoom out of AI for a second and say, what can I do to join in on the AI movement right now at the cusp of it and and convince some company to hire Turn yourself to be- into a battery exactly. and run AI. Yeah. Become a robot. Steve, I, I think, think you're that's operating- a nice idea, oh, but that's- oh, It's not the solution, it's, a nice it's just an idea. Yeah, but yeah. It's very reminiscent of when things happen with automation and people go, well, just learn coding. And you're right. putting the impetus of adapting on the individual who's probably already sank themselves into years of debt or For sure. uh, years of time learning For sure. skill totally. that now is going to be obsolete. And then people go, oh, well, just do this and you'll be fine. And it's like, well, well yeah. yeah, maybe some people will, but those are the people who can afford it, who have the time. Totally, and totally. And it goes back to the, the fun. No, I agree. Off. I'm just saying that, like, um, you know, again, it's just an option to dive into it and learn it. And, like, with coding, Elliot, like, you know there was a percentage of people that did that and found success mm-hmm. doing that. But those people were already better off than the other people. Maybe, so again, yeah, it, maybe. It, shif- it shifts more of the, the power toward the, the wealthy, less yeah. toward the... I just the biggest, think that once you filter, I'm just saying that like once you filter that into the people that ha- like learn, you know, take that and, <laughs> and turn it into a career, you've found that there is a percentage of people that utilized it and have found success in adapting so, with it. I'm not saying that that's like I'm blanket. I'm saying take your zone eye take your zone eye charges, put them in the little gumball machine mm-hmm. and get out some fans. Get yep. fans and wings. The, sorry, uh, Joe. We're well, sorry I think, we I think, sorry for fighting. It means you for fighting. Guys, <laughs> conflict is conflict is key in podcasts and keeping the engagement. Absolutely. Uh, right uh, at uh, the uh, end. Uh yeah, right. I think the difference, Steve, I think you are <laughs> no correct in your assessment of adaptation, but I think the variable that you are dismissing is uh, the variable of time. This change is happening fucking so fast. Yeah. So fast. That I agree. It, people are going to have whiplash. Like society is going to have yeah. whiplash because it's happening in like months and days. Yeah. Uh, and it's yeah. exponentially happening. The internet, yeah. you know, it was there. It's it was still pretty gradual for how fast it was. And yeah. it was still too fast, right? Yeah. So these changes of the past have taken, you know, 
a lot of time totally. for us to adapt in real time. Totally. This one, I think people are going to blink and like potentially things will just be like, oh man, some companies are going to make some drastic choices that others will follow suit on and it'll be nuts. It'll be yeah. nuts. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think as humans, we're at the mercy of the sun, some, something else, you know, <laughs> we, it's like, we don't have full control over what happens. And what I'm saying is, is like, if this ends up being the like apocalypse event for jobs and humans and humanity in general, there's, st- there will be a way for perseverance. I think they'll that... never have live theater. They'll never have improv <laughs> because AI would never stoop low enough to do it. <laughs> I mean, think about think about the old man yelling about how vaudeville died and in his lifetime and how like he his life was ruined because vaudeville was everything and and vaude, you know it's like I think that, I think we have no choice. We're at the mercy of whatever happens. And and it's like pointless to try to like, I don't know. It's like we're on the ride, you know. We're were on the ride. Upset, were people upset when vaudeville? There were, yeah. Some comedians, <laughs> the comedy, the small comedy world was upset. Yeah, I think I all I five believe, of them. <laughs> I can't believe Keith Urban, um, the husband of Nicole Kidman, did a TikTok at a Taylor Swift concert and accidentally outed Bo Burnham being in a relationship. That's, with that's a insane. Singer. Oh, no. When did that happen? <laughs> He's at like, least... they're having fun playing at Taylor Swift. She's so good. And then the background is Bo Burnham making out with somebody. That's classic. That's what you're Phoebe Bridges? Is that who it is? Yeah, Phoebe Bridgers, I think. Bridgers? I don't know who it is. But, and nor do I care, but it's just a... I like Elliot's That's Hollywood not... moment. Hollywood hey, welcome segment. to Hollywood moment. Right? How about <laughs> Toby Keith doing a Facebook Live? Yeah. I mean, you Keith. know, like, what can we do about AI? Like, you know. Oh, I, nothing. I, it's just a fun podcast conversation. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, it's like, a fun, I have noticed it's a fun conversation. And it's interesting to hear people's takes on it and it's yeah. one of those things where no one knows and so it's just no like oh knows. i'm this level of concerned and maybe if i'm mm-hmm. less concerned it'll be fine maybe i should be more concerned and i think it's, it's interesting like to see people's uh temperature on it i think it's definitely one of those like no one knows and that's what makes it like so interesting to talk about yeah. it things for sure like you're saying right queens of the stone age song, um, by the way but like we got to think about like really? even with like there are a lot of events in human in humanity in our history that are similar, you know, and you're right, Joe, this is happening really fast, faster than the internet for sure. And, and, but you know, there are events that have been similar to this. Even COVID was kind of similar to this, you know, in the, in the sense that nobody knew what would happen. Guys, three dudes were sitting around, uh, a fire long ago. Yeah. Having the same exact conversation that we are going, I don't know, this Genghis guy is going to change everything. I think he's going to change everything. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. happening so fast. Yeah. What do you guys think there about this? There was a this? time. That's satisfying. Yeah. Uh, there was a time when people were hanging around a fire and they were laughing because there was this guy who uh, lived in a tower and started making these wild claims just before he died that the sun was actually not moving, that we were actually moving around the sun. <laughs> and they were like, that's the most batshit crazy thing ever because obviously you can see the sun. It, like, yeah, literally, idiot. 
Yeah, and, and then we still never updated our language, so we still say sunrise and sunset. So it still actually reinforces this this separation between reality and the way that we speak. Yeah. And so because of that, we say that it's still wrong. Like, we still haven't fully wow, adapted. That's so even, funny. I've even never the Copernic- I yeah. that. Even I the Copernican that. revolution we have not caught up with. That's yeah. so funny. That's so stupid. Isn't that crazy? Yep. That we it's fine. I never I, it's so stupid that I I never even like thought that we shouldn't call it that. <laughs> yeah. What about like rewind and fast forward? Like that's another one that's kind of similar that we keep yeah. saying that's just kind of wrong now. YouTube rewind, YouTube fast. Yeah. Like what do kids say now when they're like bring it back? Like they say bring it back, go back. Uh scroll back. Scroll back. Yeah. Can you scroll back <laughs> scroll on that back. movie? Ah, <laughs> oh, full circle. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, guys. Oh, I man. thought you guys were talking about. Um, I thought you were talking about SourceFed. The I was, you, I was. Yeah. Back? Right, okay, scroll, back. Scroll, back. scroll back. Scroll back. <laughs> I'll scroll back. Scroll back. Scroll back. Can you scroll, scroll back? back? Can you scroll back? <laughs> so many scroll backs. Very um, fun. Fun. All guys. right, well, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's show. It was fun to, to be with the boys again, and uh, and do a Welcome boys back. cast. I mean, we'll get Kevin in there and have all the boys in there again. Mm. But I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Uh, thank you for listening. Anything else? No. no. All good. M&M? All right. Well, M- anybody you. want an M&M? Thank you. I'm good, actually. 